Welcome to Live, Laugh, Talk. I'm your host, James Graham, and it's just a privilege to be in your ears. In this episode, we will begin with the topic entitled Accountability in Your Relationship, and it will be the first of the His and Hers segments with Miko. Then we will transition to our segment, How Do We Get Here?, followed by our hobbies and special interest section, and then conclude with our sunflower message. If you have something on your mind you'd like to discuss, please go to admin at livelaughtalk.com. In addition, if listening on Spotify, you can add a voice memo as well as comments and participate in our poll. Also, wherever it is that you listen to the podcast, please follow us so that you're notified of the new episodes when they're released. The topic that we will begin with will be the first Live, Laugh, Talk, His and Hers Accountability in Your Relationship. As mentioned last week, I'm so excited about this. This is our new segment, Live, Laugh, Talks, His and Hers. So we have with us Miko. Say hi, Miko. Hey, how's everybody doing tonight? I hope you're doing good. I am. <laughs> I'm so glad that you're yes. doing well. You know, we mentioned last week how with this segment, it's going to be one of those things where we'll get to talk about how we have these things we agree on and then some things that we don't agree on. And I think that that will bring a lot of life to the show because people can write in, you write in to add them in at livelaughtalk.com. You can talk about all the things that you agree with and who you agree with. Maybe you agree with Nico. You want James to shut up. You know, whatever it is, you guys will be able to write in, have fun with this segment. And we're going to sometimes pull one out of the hat from us. But a lot of times, we hope that you guys write in, like you've been doing, write into some subjects you would like to hear a male and female perspective on. So what is our topic that we're going to talk about today, Nico? Yes, about accountability in a relationship. Basically, owning your own indiscretions. Accountability and owning your own. That reminds me of an old movie. It's called uh, As Good As It Gets. And Mm -hmm. in it, a Jack Nicholson, he played a romance novelist. And he was approached by a big fan of his work. And she asked him, how do you write women so well? His reply was, I wish I could do the Jack voice. But he says, I think of a man and I take away reason and accountability. (laughs) Now, (laughs) now that's about as misogynistic as you could get. That's about as rude and about as crude. Now, but in all honesty, there are individuals who cannot and will not take accountability in their relationships. It's interesting that you mention that. And that's unlike what Jack said. That goes for men and women without the accountability. Would you agree? I definitely agree. I definitely agree on that. You know, I think people just, it's hard for people to be accountable because in order to be accountable, you got to be vulnerable. Right. And being vulnerable is hard for people to be vulnerable and allow people to, you know, tell them and express to them what their indiscretions are and be accepting of that. And in order for that to happen, it has to be communication in there. 
So unless yeah. you guys are talking to each other, it's just not going to happen. You have to have communication. You have to have open communication where both sides are able to tell their story. Open communication. Yes. Now, there's one of those those things right there where I can see where men would suffer. Because a lot of men are not open. A lot of men don't communicate. They go into a shell like a turtle and sometimes they'll just get angry. But we're probably not the emotional species and we don't do the right amount of communicating. Have you ever noticed that in, in any relationships with yourself? Oh, definitely. You know, it's, it's, I don't know. Men don't like to communicate the way women do. Like you said, it's the shutdown and instead you know, a woman could express herself to the moon and back. And then a man will just be like, mm-hmm, okay, I got it. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. But we need more than that. You know, we need you to tell us, you know, what's wrong? What do you think is wrong? What do you right. think is going on? You know, what, do you have any solutions that I may not have? There you go. You know. There you go. And if you're not communicating, then there's no way you can take any type of uh, accountability. There's no way. Right. How can you be accountable for anything you're not even talking about? Huh? And then, you know, when you, when you sit there and you think about it, you don't take responsibility because to me, accountability and responsibility are hand in hand. I don't know how you can have one without the other. Huh? You have to take responsibility for what you bring to the relationship. Otherwise, you're taken away from the relationship. Correct. And that's both good and bad things. When you, when you agree that too many times individuals will point the finger at the other one, not take it upon themselves, it's your fault that this or that happened. Right. You know what I'm saying? And if somebody, I feel like it's it's still two party. Everybody has to take accountability because even if you're in a relationship and the other person keeps pointing the finger at you, then eventually you're going to have to take accountability at the fact that <laughs> you're not giving that person anything. Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, well, you know, this person, they always doing this wrong and they always fussing at me, but they don't want to take accountability for what they do. But are you telling that person that? Exactly. Or are you keeping that in? Because you meant to go south or you don't want to make anything, you don't want to add anything negative to the relationship. Yes. And That's anything it. you keep in, it can't, it can't benefit the relationship. It's it got to be out in the open. Because right. I, feel like, I feel like also when you keep a lot of things in and you're allowing the person to manipulate you, talk you into things or talk down to you, it's not that the person doesn't feel. I feel like we all feel. So if you're talking down to me or you're certain, saying things that make me feel negative about myself, eventually I'm going to boil over. You know, right. in therapy, they will tell you, you can't keep shoving everything down. You if, you put a, if you put a pot on the stove and you boiling, you got something in it and it's boiling and you got the lid on it, eventually <laughs> the lid, it's going to boil over and the lid is going to come off. Exactly right. That's exactly right. And I like the words you use, like manipulation. Too. Yes. A whole lot of relationships are based on and if you're manipulating your mate, that's not going to have a long-term standing in your relationship. There's no way you two can survive. Right. And, and as you mentioned, if you're not accountable, you cannot expect your partner to be accountable. Mm -hmm. So if situations arise and, and there's something that you've done wrong, you might as well own up to it. Just, just own up to it because honestly, when it comes to it, you cannot point those fingers like we were talking about earlier. You can't say, well, this is not, we're not talking about me, we're talking about you. You can't sit there and do that because there's no one-sided problem. If there's a problem in that relationship, mm -hmm. there's a problem for the both of them. Right, definitely.
And so you know, as a couple, you both share that responsibility of making it work. Right. And you have to, like, you have to, you know, a marriage is 50-50. You know, some people want to say, no, it's 70 on this side and 30 on that side, or you do this and I do that. No, it's 50-50. If something isn't working, you have to come together to figure out what the problem is and what the solution is. Right. I like that. Solution. Right. You know, because I hate when people, I used to say that all the time. Don't come to me with the problem. Mm -hmm. Bring me the solution. Because, you know, everybody can come up with the problem. But we need to hear solutions. And so if you're going to come in, in the conversation, and hopefully we're having conversations with our mates, and we have these conversations, we got to take accountability for the things that we did wrong. And sometimes for the things we didn't even know we did wrong. Correct. It's, you know, to walk through the door and say, you know what, babe, I'm sorry I did such and such. That sounds great, but it also sounds like a sitcom. In most cases, what ends up happening is the individual don't know what they did wrong. Right. You're sitting over there stewing over something. They don't even know they did, mm -hmm. and you've got to bring it to their attention. So once that's done, once that's accomplished, allow the person time to explain what happened. Mm -hmm. I didn't mean for it to go like this, that, and the other. And then that way they can show their accountability. I didn't mean for it to be that way, but that's the way you heard it. I'm so sorry. That won't happen again. You know, and then you can move on. Right. But if you sit over there, stew, and you don't, you know, take on any responsibility yourself to bring it to the forefront, then that problem just lingers. And it could be small, but by the time it lingers on, you know, it, it could be monumental and, and end up costing you your marriage or your relationship overall, whether it's, if it's a marriage or not. I completely understand. So there's, there's ways for us to, to be accountable. It sounds like we had some technical difficulties there, but there's some ways for us to be accountable. Right. And my what thing is, my thing is, as far as being responsible, how does that make the partner feel if you're not taking responsibility? Right. That partner is going to feel lost in that relationship. They're going to feel, you know, why am I here? <laughs> mm -hmm. So that's, that's, that's constantly got to be the case. And, you know, even though relationships, people say they're hard to maintain, it's really the difficulty that I found is that you get two people from two different cultures. And like you said before, that once you get two people together, they may have two different ways that they were brought up and so they're now coming together, but they've got to remember that these things are important. The foundation, the basis is communication. Mm -hmm. And then from there, you've got to be able to be responsible, accountable, and you've got to be able to own up to your mistakes mm -hmm. because you're going to make plenty of, trust me, <laughs> nobody's perfect in a relationship. There's going to be plenty of mistakes to, to be made. So what would you say are the ways that individuals can show that they are being accountable? In a relationship, I think it's six ways to be accountable in a relationship. Six ways. Six oh, ways. Yes. The first Ooh. way, the first thing you have to do is stop making excuses. Mm. You know, <laughs> amen. Just stop making excuses. Go in there and allow yourself to be vulnerable. Right. You know what I'm saying? Stop just making everything about you and think about put yourself in the other person's partner. Talk to your partner. <laughs> right. You know, people like to get in there and they come in there. You come in with an attitude. No, I'm going right. to for everybody to, you know, be comfortable and for temperatures to be down and it not to be, you know, you don't go in there with your boxing gloves on. 
Right. You go in so there stop to making, talk. Stop making excuses. That's mm -hmm. one that you said. Mm -hmm. and, and and we went out a little bit there. We had a little technical issue. Oh, and I'm the sorry. second one was, no, that's okay. I just want to make sure the audience heard that second one. Mm -hmm. so you said to talk to your part, let's talk, not argue. And don't argue. Let's talk. Talk, literally. Talk. Right. <laughs> So when and you number talk, three, number three, when you when you after you talk to your partner, make sure you listening, listen to your partner, because just because you got it off your chest, that don't mean the conversation over. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Allow your partner to give honest feedback, not feedback that appeases you so that if they say right. something that you don't want to hear now, you upset. You don't want to hear it. You mad again. No, let them talk. You were able to talk and get what you want out. Let them say what they want. And not just hear them, but listen to what they're saying. Exactly. So, you know, and I appreciate you saying that because too many times we'll walk out of room or we'll get loud or cut each other off. None of that's listening. Right. It's not listening. So right. number four, I need you to repeat, repeat what they said so that they know that you got what they were saying, that you heard them. And then if you're repeating it, then you know that if you... Maybe if you didn't get something right, that they can tell you, no, that's not what I was trying to say. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? So that they can express, okay, she heard me, but she wasn't, she didn't really understand what I was trying to say. Or he heard me, but he didn't really understand what it is I was attempting to get across. That way, if you so repeat it, then they know how you heard it. So you're just trying to get clarity, making sure yes. that we're on the same page. Making so sure we're on the same page. Right. Right. So the person comes back, not like one of those telemarketer calls, or not telemarketers, but those call center calls, where they just repeat everything you say. Well, I'm calling here today, you know, to get my credit card. <laughs> so so let me get this right. You're calling for your credit card? Not by road, not that nonsense, but actually <laughs> making sure that the person, you're understanding what they're saying, they're understanding you. So then you, you just go, let's make sure we're on the same page. So you saying you want blah, blah, blah. And, right. and I can see that. Repeating it back. Okay, that was number four. Okay, so All number right. five, you want to ask for forgiveness. Mm. You really mm. do. You just want to let that person know that, you know, okay, I hear what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. And can you forgive me for the things that, you know, you feel that I've done wrong? Mm. So that another ability, because we had accountability and we had responsibility, but now you want me to be able to uh, ask, have humility. <laughs> I got, <laughs> I got to have humility, you know. And and yeah. that's, if you have humility, then accountability and responsibility comes kind of easy. So I appreciate right. that. Yeah, we we do need to ask for that forgiveness. Right, definitely. You gotta you gotta ask for forgiveness and be real about. You know what I'm saying? Some people say sorry and don't mean it. <laughs> right, right. They, they, they you know, and, hear themselves say it. And that's the reason why I got to the point where I just. I just tell people, I don't even want to hear I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I really don't. I just want change. change. Which now you yeah. can't come in a relationship, you can't come in your relationship with your significant other and say, look it, I don't want to hear I'm sorry. I won't change. You know, no. Right. That, that's but that's how I feel. Mm -hmm. No, I might not say that. But in all honesty, you know, I'm with you. We should ask for forgiveness. We should say I'm sorry. It, like you said, too, we should say what it is that we're sorry for and be specific. Right. Because otherwise, the, the apology is moot. Okay. Right. Say what you're you know? sorry for. Yes, I'm sorry for this. And then that way, it goes back to number four, where, where they you're repeating it back. 
what you're sorry about. And then that person, now you're on the same page. Mm -hmm. That leaves us with the last one. You said, well, six of them. My goodness, six. Yes. And six is just do it often. Make it a habit. Right. You know, you can't. You can't do these things one time and be like, well, I did it once. So, you know, now I'm back to the same routine all over again. No, no, no. You need a new routine. Right. And in order to make it a habit, you have to do things. How many times they say? I can't even remember the number. I can't either. But you you, you (laughs) do things a certain certain amount of time, certain number of times to make it a habit. And if you do it often enough, it'll become a habit that now I'm not just taking this person for granted. Now I'm not just putting my priorities over them, even though it's supposed to be 50-50. And I'm actually thinking about somebody else's feelings besides my own. So beautifully put. So beautifully put. So, you know, we've got to be able to, again, take accountability for our actions. Otherwise, we'll have one unhealthy relationship. Yeah. And I'm sure none of us got into the relationship to break up later. None of us go in with the mindset of breaking up. Right. So why don't we do the things necessary to stay together. That's all we've got to do. The things necessary. But that takes all the things we talked about today. Right. That takes communication. That takes those six steps that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. We'll say them again. Stop making excuses. Mm-hmm. Talk. Talk, not argue. Three, listen. And allow feedback. Yes. Four, repeat what they said. Like I'm doing now. So you know I understood what you said. I'm repeating what you said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Five, ask for forgiveness. Change. And, and six, yes. And then make change. Because mm-hmm. change is necessary. Not just sitting around talking about I'm sorry. Yes. And six, make it a hat. Mm-hmm. Do this often. Yes. And that just that just makes people closer. That brings that bond together. Because now I know I can trust you. I know we are together on everything we're going forward in. Mm-hmm. So no, no relationship can really survive without accountability, responsibility, and now we mentioned humility. Yes, definitely. So we want to leave the people with this one. Now, the positive note is that we ended this one without getting a little bit loud. Um, we seem to agree <laughs> on all of these points. I was trying to find something that I disagree with y'all, mm-hmm. but how can one disagree with anything that we had to talk about in this segment? I mean, honestly, and when you look at it, and all of us, if we go back and examine any relationship that we've been in, and maybe we've been that person that didn't take accountability, mm-hmm. or maybe we've been with that person, other person that didn't take accountability, we've right. all seen the downfall of not doing, right. of not taking accountability for your actions. So Most anything definitely. you want to tell the, the listening public out there all over podcast world? Just be responsible. Communicate with your partner, be vulnerable, and above all else, be accountable. Yes. Thank you so much. Beautifully put. And I tell you, I am so happy that you're with me. Uh, I never, uh, ever wanted this to be the James Graham show. (laughs) It turned out being that way. I'm so happy that uh, we have decided to have this venture together. You're such a successful, accomplished person with so much more coming out there for other people to see and over time they'll get to see all the different things the books the other things that's that's coming out but i'm so happy to have this segment with you and i'll tell you the truth folks i mean because i would like to say that all of our conversations go like this but they don't so you guys are going to get to see sometimes the the things that we don't agree on and where it'll be a lot of fun too because i say it'll be fun 
and I'll repeat this again because we don't have arguments, do we? No. Oh, no. There's no argument. No, we have we just we just <laughs> yeah, we just debate and, and it's all with love. Mm -hmm. At the end of it, we you know, we find ourselves closer. And a lot of times I have noticed even with our debate that we end up agreeing with each other's side. Like I'm like, well, wait a minute, she did have a point when she said Right. So, we can agree to disagree and we can agree to learn the other person's viewpoint. And sometimes I have, you know, found that when you listen to the other person mm -hmm. and you listen to their viewpoint, you may have sat here, you know, 20 years and thought one way. And then that person says one thing that make you rethink it all. You're like, wait a minute. You know what? You got a point. <laughs> you really got a point. And that's happened many times in my conversations with you. And that's why I'm, I'm so glad to have you with us. So I'm not, I'm not going to hold you any longer. Appreciate you. And I look forward to many, many more conversations with you. And I know that our listening audience will as well. Yes. Thank you for having me. You have a good night now, okay? You too, love. Um. Bye-bye. There are several significant pollution issues in the United States, including air pollution. Many cities in the U.S. struggle with poor air quality, largely due to vehicle emissions, industrial processes, and power generation. This leads to health problems like respiratory diseases. Contamination of rivers, lakes, and groundwater from industrial discharges, agricultural runoff, and inadequate wastewater treatment can harm ecosystems and human health. We've seen such water pollution in Jackson, Mississippi, Flint, Michigan, where people have such contaminated water they can't even bathe in it. The U.S. generates a substantial amount of plastic waste and the improper disposal of plastics contributes to environmental pollution, especially in oceans and waterways. Soil contamination, often from industrial and agricultural activities, can have adverse effects on soil quality and the food chain. Because guess what? Where does our food come from? Soil. Urban areas in the U.S. also face noise pollution problems due to transportation, construction, and industrial activities impacting residents' well-being. Improper handling and disposal of hazardous waste can lead to long-term contamination and pose health risks as well. While not exclusive to the U.S., the country is a significant contributor to global greenhouse gas emissions leading to climate change and its associated environmental and social impacts. Efforts to address these issues include federal and state regulations, environmental policies, and individual actions to reduce pollution and promote sustainability. Well, what are some of these efforts to address pollution? Some are regulations. Yes, the Environmental Protection Agency enforces regulations to limit emissions and pollutants from in industries, vehicles, and power plants, aiming to improve air and water quality. Yes, if you live in a state 
that requires your vehicle to have an emissions check, I'm sure it irritates you. And you hate every time it comes around because it affects getting your license plate. And also, some of those things you may wonder, well, why do I have to get these O2 sensors replaced? Why do I have to go through the car and replace this emissions thing and that? Because my car runs fine. Well, the reason being is for the matter of clean air. Yes, a lot of these things, components that's on our vehicles that we didn't have 30, 40, 50 years ago, help to improve our air quality. The U.S. is transitioning towards cleaner energy sources like wind, solar, and natural gas to reduce greenhouse gas emissions and combat climate change. Recycling programs, such as those that are included in many states and cities now, have established recycling to reduce waste and promote recycling of materials like paper, plastics, and glass. And maybe you're even doing it in your own home where you're separating the recycling from the ordinary trash. Yes, this helps with everything that we have going on as far as pollution. Also, we have cleanup initiatives. Programs such as the Superfund cleanups target hazardous waste sites to remediate contamination and protect public health. Sustainable agriculture is out there so that there will be farming practices that aim to reduce chemical runoff and soil pollution, promoting healthier ecosystems. And as you know, many highways and byways will not allow litter whatsoever. So we're working to get these things eradicated, but yet there are challenges. Believe it or not, who would challenge pollutants? Well, there are political divisions out there. Environmental policies often face political polarization, making it challenging to enact and enforce comprehensive regulations. Enforcement and monitoring has to take place so that environmental laws and regulations can actually take place. It requires sufficient resources and oversight. Some segments of the population deny or downplay climate change altogether, which hinders collective efforts to combat it. Balancing environmental protection with economic interests can be a source of tension particularly in industries that produce pollutants. Transitioning to cleaner energy sources and improving infrastructure for waste management can be costly and require significant investment. Educating the public about the impacts of pollution and the benefits of sustainability remains a challenge as well. Efforts to address these challenges often involve a combination of government action, private sector initiatives, public education, and community involvement. Ongoing collaboration and innovation are crucial to making progress in reducing pollution and safeguarding the environment in the United States. Yet the question remains, because of the challenges that we have and because of where we have taken our environment because of the pollutants that we've so many years ignored, we have to ask ourselves, how did we get here? 
Our hobby, our special interest, is watching classic movies. Do you do this? Have you made this a hobby? If so, you found that it's a wonderful and rewarding hobby. Classic films offer a glimpse into the history of cinema, showcasing the artistry, storytelling, and cultural influences of their time. Some of the benefits that we'll find is that classic movies provide a window into the past, offering insights into the political, social, and cultural context of the era they were made. You can gain a deeper appreciation for the evolution of filmmaking techniques, styles, and storytelling over the years. Many classic films feature timeless themes and memorable characters that continue to resonate with audiences today. Watching classic movies can be a great way to escape into different worlds and eras, providing a break from modern life. You know some tips that we can give for enjoying classic movies? Start with well-known classics. Yes, begin with iconic films from Hollywood's golden age, such as Gone with the Wind, Casablanca, or Citizen Kane. Honestly, one of my favorites is the Ten Commandments. Explore different eras. Classic cinema expands various decades and genres, so don't limit yourself to a single period or style. Learn about directors and actors. Yes, you can familiarize yourself with renowned directors such as Alfred Hitchcock, Stanley Kubrick, and actors such as Humphrey Bogart, Audrey Hepburn, Yul Brenner, from all of the classic films that you will enjoy. Then there's film clubs or discussions out there. And if you participate in those, they can enhance your understanding and enjoyment of classic movies. Consider even building a collection of classic films. Maybe you can do it on DVD or Blu-ray or explore streaming services that offer a selection of classics. They're out there. Watching classic movies with friends or family can be a fun and social way to enjoy the experience as well. Classic movies may have different pacing and storytelling conventions than modern films, but you can still approach them with an open mind and find yourself having fun. So whether you're a film enthusiast or just looking for an enjoyable and culturally enriching pastime, watching classic movies is a hobby that can provide hours of entertainment and insight. Maybe we'll see you at the movies. Our sunflower message is a song about change, and we all need change in our lives. It's entitled, Man in the Mirror, written and performed by Michael Jackson. I'm going to make a change for once in my life. It's going to feel real good. Going to make a difference. Going to make it right. As I turn up the collar on my favorite winter coat, this wind is blowing my mind. 
I see the kids in the street with not enough to eat. Who am I to be blind pretending not to see their needs? A summer's disregard, a broken bottle top, and a one-man soul. They follow each other on the wind, you know, because they got nowhere to go. That's why I want you to know. I'm going to start with the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways, and no message could have been any clearer. If they want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and then make the change. I've been a victim of a selfish kind of love. It's time that I realize that there are some with no home, not a nickel to loan. Could it be really me pretending that they're not alone? A willow deeply scarred, somebody's broken heart, and a washed out dream. They follow the pattern of the wind, you see, because they got no place to be. That's why I'm starting with me. I'm starting with the man in the mirror, and I'm asking him to change his ways, and no message could have been any clearer. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself, and then make the change. I'm looking at the man in the mirror. I'm taking a look at myself. Then you close, close your mind with a man in the mirror. Oh yeah, I'm asking him to change his ways because no message could have been any clearer. If you want to make the world a better place, you got to take a look at yourself and then make the change. That can't get any clearer than that, as he said. We have to look in the mirror, make the change. Each one of us can do and we should. On Cash App at Dollar Sign Live Laugh Talk and on Twitter at Live Laugh Talk or also on Spotify, press for the dollar sign and donate to support our podcast. Also remember to rate us a five on your podcast platform and if some of them accept the 10, whatever that highest is, make sure that you do it and also go to Etsy.com, search for How Did We Get Here or the merchandise. This is James and George's baby boy signing up. And as you know, I can't wait to talk with you again soon.